I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Illinois in the US of A. He works as a national solution architect. He was first awarded as MVP in 2022. He is the co-organizer of the M365 Chicago virtual event and co-host of Cloud Talk Show podcast. So you've got to check that out. I'll make sure I put links to his bio, his social, and his podcast in the show notes for this episode. So just click on that link and be taken through and subscribe um, to the Cloud Talk Show. With that, welcome to the show, Ralph. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, so um, when, we, when we say Illinois, to be very specific, I'm in Chicago. And not just uh, staying in Chicago. You know how it is. Sometimes someone says, I'm from London or I'm from this place. And they're actually from someplace further out or a suburb, a suburb or something. I'm actually in the city. And I've been in the city since the 80s. Uh, actually, since uh, Bill was still doing booth duty at Microsoft when they left him behind. I think that's how far back I go. <laughs> well, actually, that, that's, uh, that would be my Microsoft uh, uh, introduction back in the days when I got into Windows. So I've been a Microsoft booster for a very long time. Yes, I'm older than I look. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a bit about family food and fun, and then we'll unpack the podcast and your, your tech journey story. Sure. A family food and fun is, well, pretty easy. So here's the thing. I am in the, I'm in the city, and I'm here with my family. I have uh, – my family's an interesting situation. I have a 25-year-old daughter. I was uh, – before the show, I was explaining how uh, I did my show, which is I voluntold my 25-year-old to be our producer on the show. Uh, I also have a 6-year-old. So as you can see, I'm sort of uh, crazy man doing this again. Uh, except when I could voluntold my 25-year-old to do something and she's compliant – uh, this one over here acts like a, a stakeholder at one of our probably common clients that uh, has very heavy demands and knows exactly what they want because, well, they're turning uh, older than us for that matter. So fun with the family uh, at this point, uh, keeping that keeping that going. At least I'm at a stage of my career where I can afford to do that. So as an example. Uh, all right, we wanted to have a nice family vacation to Europe. We were, if you recall, there was a there was an event called the Scottish Summit that was coming out. It's like, hmm, let's uh, let's go and try to visit some relatives while we're out there, uh, and let's put that all together. And it's like, well, then all of a sudden, all the client stuff happening, the end of Microsoft's fiscal year, boom, 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 boom. We got to do all this work. Oh, sorry, we can't go. Or oh, everyone's all disappointed. All right, fine, let's go to Disney World. Uh, yay! Okay. Stakeholder modified. Uh, I've updated requirements, and of course, Disney World, which turns out to be um, just as an aside, not as a bad 
expenses wise relative to a lot of things and for what they deliver. I'm going to have to give an endorsement right over here. So don't worry. Disney's not paying me. They are not a client. But I will say that was one trip that was well worth it, has mollified the stakeholder for, uh, I hope, till Christmas at least. That that'll allow me to work and be here late night on podcasts without them complaining. Nice, nice. So tell us, tell us a bit about your show, Cloud Talk Show, uh, your podcast. How did it get started? What's your inspiration? And kind of, um, yeah, what keeps you going? So um, for the longest time, uh, I've been, I've been, I went into the dev world, I guess, in, in the consulting world toward the dark side, as they say, uh, around the year two thousand two. Uh, coming out of the uh, the crazy uh, year 2000 uh, stint, I was with UBS at the time. And n- needless to say, a lot of people passed with flying colors. And then the backlash was like, well, nothing went wrong. And there's companies that didn't pay as much and nothing went wrong with them. So I'm like, well, I better <laughs> mosey on to maybe the consulting side, see what's going on. And from then going into the dev side, Microsoft was coming out with this thing called .NET at the time. Uh, now, .NET changed pretty much the game for how programming was going. I became a programmer mostly because of that. I was more analyst, just used the tools to make things happen. And that really brought me into that heavy area. Once I was in that heavy area, um, there was some tools in there. Uh, I think it was called .NET Nuke was the main tool uh, that was out there. It was sort of like a uh, uh, how make, make your own Amazon.com sort of situation with that particular tool. Uh, I, so someone said, hey, you can do that tool. You can do this other tool, SharePoint. SharePoint. Um, okay, sure. I can do that. It was something Microsoft just purchased. It was very recent. I started becoming, I became the SharePoint guy because I, I said the words. So that was, the spell was cast. I'm the SharePoint guy from now on. So that kept happening. No matter what kind of dev I kept trying to push myself into. I mean, I got my certification in M- MCSD and everything else, got all the dev stuff, but I still kept being drawn back to SharePoint. Kept being drawn back, keep drawing back. Finally, they did something very interesting in SharePoint. They turned the whole ecosystem into this thing that we now call M365. Well, actually, it was Office, Office 365, M365. Moving into that area, I was moving into essentially the cloud, the slow way. We were trying to recreate uh, SharePoint environments. Said, hmm, how can we do this? We don't have machines. We don't have budget. We need to make this stuff happen very fast. Hey, uh, and in fact, it was Larry, who's my co-host, by the way, in the podcast, uh, cloudtalkshow.com, who said, uh, I have these uh, free cloud accounts that we can try to use. Let's try using those. I think it was Cloudflare at the time. And then there was this new n- newfangled thing called Azure that was like, hey, so Microsoft's trying to do something in there, too. Yeah, let's, let's host SharePoint in there. So we were literally, uh, well, it actually it was more clandestine because it, it turned out we were supposed to get permission. We didn't. We got, you know, as they say, ask for permissions later. We ended up getting into the cloud. Because of that foray into the cloud, we decided to start looking more into that. The SharePoint stuff for our purposes, because we were really developers at this point, we wanted to do more in that in that space. And when we looked at it, I started architecting in that area. It's like, hey, they want to have a SharePoint solution. No, you want a cloud solution <laughs> because it's SharePoint. You're just thinking too small. You got to think big. I started doing that. Larry started doing that. And next thing you know, after we started doing that, I was like, you know, we should have, we should do that podcast stuff like, uh, like Andrew Connell and some of the other folks like that inspired by the greats doing those kind of things. And we decided to do that more, more, uh, and not exactly amateur way, more like an, as a hobbyist, right? So we had the, so we, we were like another homage to another talk, another talk show here in the United States and PBS called Car Talk. 
the idea is like these uh, white collar, uh, blue collar guys just talking about cars. They're from Boston. So they talk about their cars and they're trying to fix stuff. And uh, they they basically wax poetic about uh, technologies that span the ages. And we said, you know, let's model our show sort of after that. So we'll be the light blue collar talk show for Cloud Talk. Kept on doing that, uh, even though that's not what my MVP is for. That's what we were doing. In fact, I was hoping my MVP was going to go in that area. But let's just say there's a lot of folks doing that. I think I'm okay where I'm at. But that's where it all came from. That was the inspiration. Uh, just d- uh, various topics. We went all over talking about things that we complained about, things that we love to do, uh, things that we were like uh, not so sure about. Recently, things like, uh, well, the whole Bitcoin phenomenon, everything else. Everything, if it's in the cloud, we talk about it. So we had a little segment called Ralph's Money. We don't talk about Ralph's Money like we don't talk about Bruno, mainly because, uh, well, if you know what happened to Bitcoin, that's why we don't talk about it. But this is the idea, right? You find stuff to talk about. We'll get guests in once in a while, and we'll we'll have a lot of fun with that. Very, very off the cuff. And sometimes it'll be a long show. Sometimes it's a short so, show. Uh, but it's uh, it's, let's just say, now that we're doing it on a weekly basis, because before it was harder because we had to record it, but now we're literally on a schedule every Friday's. Unless, of course, clients and other things happen, we are doing it on a schedule, and it's actually good. I think it's been fun. Very cool. Very cool. Make sure you go check it out. Tell me about when it comes to tools, and you know, if you get the term, uh, what tools are you on nowadays? As in, so you talked about Office 365 and even the the predecessors to it, and and then we're on M365 now. What's your main tool set that you're doing you, that you're consulting with, that you're using, that you're engaging clients with. <clears throat> what is that today for you? That's easy because that's the, what I have my MVP on, which is the Power Platform uh, uh, set of tools. And, and we're talking not just Power Platform, one piece of it or two pieces or three pieces of it, the entire piece of it. And the and when I say the entire piece, I include BI. I'm not necessarily an expert in all. Uh, I have a lot of skill in most. Let's just say I'm, I come at it at the architect level. And it's just another a set of tools. If I look at a I look at a problem, it's like, well, how much of it can be done with the let's just say uh, as much pre-built material as possible? And then uh, with the architect skills, I think that I have from the cloud uh, work, what pieces need to be brought to bear to finish and fill in the gaps? Right. So that's essentially uh, the case in a lot of in a lot of situations. We it turns out that. The tools out of the box. Sometimes it's just the SharePoint list customized is simply enough to deliver what it is that has to be delivered. But because now I'm working at that level, um, let's just say I'm getting much more exposure on how to put things together and how to look at things in a much better way. To the point where in my current job uh, with Sajeti, uh, I went actually from my last one, more senior developer and evangelist type trying to make things happen. Now I'm actually a director helping to run a practice. So at this level, it's a little bit better uh, in that I'm now helping folks across the country and actually helping my peers across the world now use the platform to its best ability. And uh, we 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 do a lot of work with, uh, well, I'm with Sujeti and Capjoni. Sujeti was a partner of the year of Microsoft this year for Power Apps. Um, not exactly an accident, but I was lucky to be here on the year that they got it. But it turned out I was definitely part of that group that, uh, that uh, was let's just say, inspired me also to do better uh, as I was here, uh, to go into the high-level bits of governance, the high-level bits of, uh, let's just say, automation, just 
the just working with the Microsoft product team when you're in a large company as a partner, uh, I think the opportunities to work with the product folks is just amazing. And then, of course, a lot of things that you can get out of that and you can do. So that's why that's been my primary tool set. It's again, I got my MVP in the middle of all that. In the middle of that, it's the weirdest thing because MVP means that you get access to those same people that partners would get as far as information. You probably know this, right? It's like you get you you get all these all these uh, like this information. It's NDAs to be sure, but it, it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's the same. It's the same level. It's not different. MVPs get this, partners get that. Not at all. It's the same people. It's the question is who will reply to which email faster sometimes. Sometimes I'll send a, a note, well, call for help. The MVP side answers me first. The partner side will end up working for it. Or the partner side gets to me first and it's something for the community. Uh, it turns out they're a bit interchangeable other than the NDA piece, which is a period regardless. But that's the part now that makes the tool set really work for me. And now I'm just getting higher and higher on that scale with the Power Platform, hopefully. I think I found myself a niche, at least to take me into my retirement days. Nice, 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 nice. That that's very cool. Tell me, what supporting tools do you use when when you know you've got the full gamut of the, you know what you get? Uh, let's just say out of the box with 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 the Power Platform, but often there's tools that you need to help you do your job. So you know, if I use the metaphor, you're a builder building a home. The product that you're going to produce is the house at the end of the day. And we, yes, we produce portals, we produce automations, we produce apps, chatbots, et cetera, and, and, and analytics with the tools that we have. What are the other supporting tools, though, whether they be ISV solutions, whether they be, you know, browser plugins? What do you find helpful? You know, what are you, what's some of the go-to tool sets that if, you know, if we open up your computer, you're going to have these on there because you use them? <laughs> so, uh, it's maybe it's not uh, ironic, again, coming in from the so-called SharePoint M365 side, the M365 tool set itself is literally uh, my go-to for anything. And all my devices uh, across the board, it's going to be the Office Suite, the uh, my good old Mike Excel from Word to your PowerPoint, to your Outlook, uh, through the automation tools behind them, to Teams. Teams is the big one. Teams is the big game changer literally in the last five years until teams came along we were basically second banana and all the uh the messaging systems that was going on it was like it was struggling the message pieces was like the glue that just wouldn't stick uh like when skype was doing it when all the rest of it was doing it so in the end of the day it's actually teams i mean even just for our my podcast we're actually meeting in teams and and broadcasting through that uh where we're doing we're when we're, when I'm doing a lot of meetings and I'm usually not really building so much as meeting and talking all the time, presenting all the time. So now I've, and of course my M365, uh, Chicago, uh, com, the, that event, those, in fact, a lot of the community events going on right now, guess what? They're being run by teams. Um, interesting how that started because even I, I was there with Joel Olson and company when they were starting that idea, Hey, we can use teams to actually run a giant worldwide conf, uh, conference and we can do it with a dev tenant what really i was there when that was happening i was learning it absorbing it so that's become the tool of choice going forward at least for all these other pieces for the power platform specific uh to get that going there is one set of tools that i i swear on which is the uh center of excellence to uh, starter kit uh that it's not something that's part of the the system it's literally it's microsoft supported but it's on the side 
sort of like a GitHub community like project, but it's Microsoft, a little bit of, of everything. But that toolkit has made a huge difference in making me successful with Power Platform. So it, between, between all my productivity tools, which I just mentioned, and that piece for the Power Platform, I now have pretty much what I need. At that point, it's things I put together or uh, let's just say uh, third-party ISV du jour that happens to be coming to play. It's like, hey, we're, we're doing something with SAP. Okay, well, there's tools there. We're doing something with, oh, I don't know, um, uh, ex- maybe AppPoint or something. Okay, then we'll work with those tools or with Rancore. Those tools are great when they're appropriate and when they're being used. But for the most part, it's between the kit and good old Office 365. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Last question as we go into wrap up. T- tell us about uh, becoming an MVP. What was that journey for you? Uh, so tech, I think that journey with me started many, many years ago. I was always a Microsoft booster for the longest time. And I recall before there was an MVP program, there was the, they were talking about something like it. Um, and it was about the time when it, it, it ended up becoming MVP. But the idea was uh, you, you were going to be tested by a, a committee within Microsoft to see that you're not only a booster for the Microsoft products, but you know all these things about it. You essentially passed uh, what would be, if you can imagine what a certification is, certification on top of like the, it's like the combination of certification plus MCT certification plus marketing, licensing, all that other powers. And you are essentially that, uh, that sort of like what I guess what would be called an RD now. I'm not sure. They don't exactly take certification tests, but what would be like an RD, that's the kind of thing that they were looking for. And so I said, oh, that's great. And they wanted me to do it because I was one of the big boosters. And they enjoyed talking with me, having me at Redmond when we were going through stuff. It was not just myself. There was a few other people like that. And uh, also from other companies. At that time, I was with Reuters. Uh, and we were one of the favorite customers because of Excel and because of the uh, Reuters terminal, which was built based on Windows when everyone else was like, oh, Windows, well, not really at that time. <laughs> it really made the difference. Uh, and then I asked my my boss, is like, can I do that? Can I can I be that person? Oh, that's a conflict of interest. You can't do it. And I'm like, oh gosh. So all of a sudden, that those dreams went out. And then I just set back. And then the MVP program came out. And then it, 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 at, at that time, it wasn't very clear how much into the community it was. At least not to me. Until I discovered that that's really what an MVP is about. Be, the MVP program, by the way, is not because you're probably selling or pushing Microsoft products. It's because you're giving back to the community. That is the big key difference. And the big key difference for me, even though I've been like running user groups with Ineta and all this other stuff for the longest time, the biggest the biggest uh, difference with that was when every time I wanted to go a little bit more to take that extra effort, the company I was with would always hit the clamps and say, we cannot look like we favor one company. We cannot look like we're doing something. And if people see you doing that, they're going to say that we're uh, tacitly behind you. So I kept pulling myself back this whole time until finally, I I think I made the case where I said, look, having an MVP in your staff is not a bad thing. At some point, um, somebody in my, my, at least my last company thought that that was okay. It was okay to let it happen. And that's because they were new. They were freshly hired people trying to make their mark. It's like, well, how can I make my mark here? And I said, how about trying to help me in my MVP status by allowing me to do stuff, maybe helping me get some prom- promos for this and doing more with the community, you know, give back and all that, telling my company to help out a little bit. So they started that, but again, half, um, half-hearted. 
going through it. So not so much, not so much. Then I come to Sujeti. Sujeti's like, oh, we have MVPs. We do that. We're a partner. We do all that stuff. What are you doing with that? In fact, that's why we're hiring you because you are on that path and not because you're going to get an MVP. We have nothing to do with that. That's great. We're going to support you. Have at it. And after that, that's what, um, after that, it was again, right after one of the big M3, the first M365 um, event. I said, well, we're going, I'm going to focus on it. A lot of the things they said when the, when I got into, in Sujeti, they said, uh, they looked at and, and saw what I was doing in 365 wise, cloud wise and everything else. It's like, well, you know, you, you're doing a lot more in power platform than most anyone that we've seen. Why don't you focus on that? That was, and that was my boss that said, focus on, on power platform. That turned out to be the big difference for me on the MVP path. Once I got there and in the MVP path, it wasn't just community because we were, I was getting exposure. I know a lot of the folks that are in there, a lot of the people that are in the program, a lot of them are now in Microsoft. But bef even before that, um, let's just say we all knew each other from TechEd, from Ignite, from these conferences going back for years. I was known enough, but I wasn't doing enough in anything that made it, uh, let's just say, uh, worthy of an MVP. The difference was, at this point, not only getting the stuff done, but once I was getting known through the partnership, at least that was giving... It was suddenly they were connecting it. Oh, Ralph working there. Is that same Ralph in the community? Wait a minute. Now we have a correlation. There's his skill being proven in more ways than one. It seemed like all of that came together. And then finally, good old MVP. That was, I think I, I waited. I, I applied in like July. It wasn't until January that I got it. Talk about, that's why I don't have nails anymore. <laughs> it's like they've never grown back since waiting for all that time. Uh, but I was I was the kind of person that said, well, if I get it, it's okay. It wasn't such a big deal. But then when you go through the process, all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna say that if anyone's gone through the process because it's pretty it's pretty intense that you have. There's a lot of things you got to do to get it filled out, and then you're not sure if you're doing it right, and you got to put those pieces together. If you're not a little bit antsy or anxious about it. Uh, you're not saying that you're not being truthful because it is an anxious little thing to get it done. Once, once that's done, of course you feel a little bit more relaxed. Then I was worried, like, how do you maintain it? Oh, should I? Wow. I, I, I went to such a high, I felt like I went to such a high level to get there. Do I have to do that? Then I began to realize, no, it's not that once, once you have that muscle memory and how to do it, just keep doing what you're doing. And I imagine they'll, I'll maintain it. But that was my journey to get there. And it took many years to get there to the point. And, I, and maybe it, it took a bunch of people perhaps to retire from Microsoft and forget all this stuff that they heard about me, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe whatever whatever that had to happen, uh, a generation had to flip before I came through. But uh, however it worked, I'm still very grateful. I'm still very honored. And I'm still focused on the community. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.